reviewing cuddle up on pro cuddle hustle podcast welcome back beautiful people as i record this i recently finished my family vacation in southern california it was so nice to take a few days off of work unlike my fanime vacation where whenever i had free time i would literally go on to whisper and try to find last minute domination clients it was messy today i finally deleted whisper off of my phone because i've been trying for months i I've tried in numerous states, I've tried in a US territory, I've exhausted all the methods I know. I'm done with Whisper. I'm venturing to different platforms. I'm aware that some professional cuddlers have success advertising themselves on Craigslist of all places. This morning, I created a Facebook dating account. I have not used any dating apps in over a year, but I am using it primarily to promote my podcast. Yes, I'm being that person on <laughs> a dating app who is trying to get people to listen to my podcast. In my defense, every single person I messaged today asking, are you a professional cuddler? Every single person who said yes eventually admitted to joking. If you don't know the story of how I found out about the cuddling industry, TLDR, I was on Tinder. I was a 19 year old. I matched with a woman. Somehow I said in our conversation, I wish I could get paid for cuddling. And then they said, actually you can. I'm on this website called Cuddle Comfort. They even use the same cuddle comfort photos on tinder which i would not recommend if you're using it for completely vanilla purposes but it is possible to find other professional cuddlers on dating apps i am living proof so wish me luck on that i told my significant other and he's like okay you can never go a day without using resources that weren't invented for your job but trying to finagle your way into making it profitable prosperous fruitful if you still haven't heard the news i recently got my instagram back it was never deactivated. I just could not post anything on my story or to my feed. So yay, it's back. I have really been on top of my social media game. I owe this partly to this one free service called Hootsuite. They're not paying me to say this. It's this free service. You download this app. I'm assuming it's also on the Google Play Store. It's on the App Store. You can connect two of your social media accounts. I chose my Twitter and my Facebook page. You can schedule posts in advance. Unfortunately, with the free version, you can only schedule five things in advance. So right now I have, I think, three Twitter posts queued up and two Facebook posts queued up. It's great if you want to be consistent. I'm consistent almost daily on all three platforms. I don't have an official TikTok account for Pro Cuddle Hustle, but I do talk about pro cuddling a lot on my TikTok. As of today, I have only one account. Should I get a backup account? Probably, but I am popping off, not to brag. In addition to recently surpassing a thousand total listens for my podcast, I recently surpassed a thousand followers on the clock app. My IG is where pro cuddlers normally communicate with me. Okay, I, I do communicate with a lot of pro cuddlers on Facebook, but they don't interact with my official page. We're just in private Facebook groups with each other. A lot of my social media posts inspire full-length podcast episodes. The more you interact with my social media graphics, the longer the episode will be. This one's for the cuddle clients. Do you like it when providers brag about about you on the internet. I've never seen anyone share the face or the name of a client, but do you like being anonymously appreciated online? Do you dislike it? How do you feel about providers bragging about their other clients on social media? Another question for the clients. When you buy something for your professional cuddler, is it for them to keep or do you hold on to it in between meetings? The way I see it, if you give me a gift, that's for me to keep and not for anybody to police what I do with it. No one comments 
printed on the gram, but I said, clients who are married and secretly seeing professional cuddlers. What would you do if you suspected your spouse was suspicious of you? Would you tell them the truth? Would you temporarily stop seeing pro cuddlers? Would you stop seeing pro cuddlers cold turkey? And these are for the cuddle practitioners tuning in right now. Would you want a client slash civilian to tell you that your photos are being used elsewhere without your consent? I would like to be informed if my media is being used unconsensually. That being said, no one, no civilian is getting freebies from me for doing the right thing. I'm not gonna reward mediocrity. There is one pro cuddler who is also a surrogate partner who frequently comments on my Instagram posts. So shout out to Michelle Renee. Thank you so much for your interactions. When I asked two days ago, what encrypted email services should professional cuddlers use? I said, I know ProtonMail is popular, but I've heard many complaints for it recently. I understand it's important to scrub metadata or EXIF data from photos. I use a VPN. I'm assuming people use an encrypted email service for the same reason they use an encrypted messaging app like Signal. I don't claim to be an expert on cybersecurity, but I'm better off safe than sorry. Michelle Renee said, I actually never use any of that and I've never had any issues. On June 8th, I said on the gram, providers, has any client ever paid a cancellation fee? Do you require a cancellation fee if they paid a deposit? If someone has paid you a cancellation fee, were they a first timer or a regular? In my experience, I've only had regulars pay a cancellation fee. First timers who did a no call, no show never compensated me. Is your cancellation fee 100% of the cuddle session cost? 50%, 30%? Michelle Renee said, I require a deposit even for the initial consultation. That way, if I get a no show, I'm not angry. On June 7th, I asked pro cuddlers who email their clients, do you use a newsletter service? Which one? I personally don't send any e-newsletters to clients, but Michelle Renee said, I use Flowdesk for my newsletter. And they even offered me to send a discount code. I'm guessing it's a discount code. I guess I should also mention that my Instagram has been spammed by the same burner account user for days now. I, I've lost count of how many days it's been, but I visited their page and while it looks very blank, it's followed by Cuddle Sanctuary. And I even tagged Cuddle Sanctuary in the comment section of, I don't even remember which post, but it was a post where the same person was spamming me. And I was like, hey, Cuddle Sanctuary, stop following this person. They've been cyberbullying me for days now. And still, <laughs> I haven't blocked them because I want to see Cuddle Sanctuary unfollow them. And lo and behold, they're still following them, even though they update their Instagram frequently. Now they could be using a free service like Hootsuite to stay consistent. And that's why they're not responding. Could be hiring a social media manager, but still, I feel like that's some easy task for any generic social media manager. Maybe I'm thinking about this too much. I do have a question for the part-time professional cuddlers. Is becoming full-time your goal? You could interpret being full-time as having pro cuddling being your largest source of income or your only source of income. I never use it to mean 40 hours a week. Goodness gracious, no. Before I get around to my review of the company Cuddle Up, here's a disclaimer. I will not share how much money I have made within the one year that I've been on Cuddle Up. I can count using fingers on one hand the amount of appointments I've been on using this Cuddle website alone. On June 1st, 2021, I signed up for Cuddle Up and the headquarters is in Budapest, Hungary. I don't know how to pronounce it. Budapest? Budapest? I checked again on June 7th and I was officially listed as a professional cuddler on 
and cuddle up. I sent my first DM on June 16th. I didn't receive my first DM until June 29th, which was just hey. That's a majority of the messages. It feels like a sugar dating website. The homepage and basically every other page reminds me of seeking arrangements. There's still a lot of privileges that come with having a free account. You can verify your account via email, phone number, Facebook, and quote, genuine photo, unquote. My non-verification photos were approved in 15 minutes. Cuddle Up is a lot quicker at approving non-verification photos as opposed to verification photos. I checked the prices for premium accounts. There's monthly billing, tri-monthly billing, and yearly billing. There is a 15-day free trial on premium. I don't know what's the maximum amount of messages you can send when you're a free account. I think it's 43 in one day. Only premium users can go on invisibility mode, know when messages are read, use advanced search and filters, and view who favorited them. When you search for pro cuddlers, there is a money filter that feels too Yelp-y for me. You know when you use Yelp to find restaurants, there is a filter with $1 sign, $2 signs, 3 and 4. Cuddle Up has a filter exactly like that. When you search for providers, the oldest age limit is 70 years old. I don't understand that scale. The youngest age filter is 18. The must-have pictures filter makes sense, but the filter must-have private pics sounds too horny in my opinion. Must be online and must be verified makes sense. The ethnicities tab includes all ethnicities, Asian, Black, Hispanic, Indian, Middle Eastern, Native American, mixed race, and white slash Caucasian. Cuddle Up is the only cuddle site I've ever used that was paid sessions only, but I see the benefits of joining a platform that welcomes both cuddle enthusiasts and professionals. That's just a fancy way of saying cuddle partners where it's not transactional. There is a customized message option, but cuddle up literally messages random users, whatever. I kid you not, I have this whole Twitter thread. The automated messages that the website will send to randoms for you. The messages are like, hey, I'm in your area. It's all very, to me, it's obvious that it's a bot. They don't try hard enough to not sound automated, but it also sounds too horny for a cuddle website. On June 29 in 2021, I wrote down in a diary entry, I dislike how users on Cuddle Up have only responded to my automated messages as opposed to the ones I wrote myself. Cuddle Up doesn't seem to have a profile section stating when a user was last online, but I feel like that should be a cuddle industry standard. Cuddle Up only has three blog posts, despite having been around since 2017. They encourage having emergency contacts in their FAQ. They should have a blog post dedicated to, you know, emergency contacts 101. I guess that's what my podcast is for. The links section of the FAQ states they'll disable any link on your profile without alerting you. I'm genuinely surprised that they have never deleted my account. I literally have never received any emails from the Cuddle Up staff, but I'm not complaining. At least they're not policing my bio the way Cuddle connected. I do wish there was a report profile button on Cuddle Up. The block button does not appear until a conversation is initiated. Going back to my point about how this website is so much like seeking arrangement, it's because there's a little kind of like a toolbar when you are messaging someone. One of the options that people can click on is request to view private photos. And if you've ever been on seeking arrangements, you absolutely know what I'm talking about. Even though Cuddle Up is on paper a platonic website, the whole convenient button when you message someone that says request to view private photos, not request to view private photos button after a conversation is initiated. It just appears before you 
send the first message. So a lot of people don't even bother writing a first message. They just hit that button because they don't even have the energy to write out, may I please view your private photos? No, it just creates a breeding ground for clients who are there for not the right reasons. Not that I'm ever going to go back to seeking arrangements, but seeking arrangements needs to also fix that part of their website. But oh well, their website is shit. That being said, if you do have private photos on Puddle Up, you can choose to share them with the people you're DMing and you can relock your private photos after you share them with a user, which I think is fucking hilarious, like accepting their request and then relocking it 30 seconds later. I highly doubt any of the horn dogs on Cuddle Up are listening to this podcast episode, but if they are, my one and only private photo on my account is literally my verification photo. It's literally just a flash photo of me in a dark room holding up a white piece of paper with the date and my name and the name of the Cuddle website. It's your standard photo verification stuff. Cuddle Up is not a porn website. It's not a dating website. Even if it was a dating website, you should not be asking people for their private photos before you send your first message. That's a huge no-no. So obviously these kinds of horn dogs are not genuinely invested in what Cuddle websites stand for. But they're active enough users where once you reject their request message, they'll just hit the request private photos button again. That's annoying. So if you are currently deciding which Cuddle website to sign up on, do not sign up for Cuddle Up. I have had, I think, one good client out of the three clients I've met through this website throughout an entire year. Bless his heart because he's one of my, he is one of the nicest, most respectful Cuddle clients I've had throughout my four years in this career. I don't know if he's listening to this, but if he is, you know who you are. It's so strange because the first person I met through Cuddle Up was so bad. The first person I met through Cuddle Up was vehemently racist and was extremely pushy about me cuddling him naked and all the other red flags that I'm just not going to list right now because I don't, okay, I don't think that one's, <laughs> I don't think that guy is listening to this podcast, but if he is, fuck off. <laughs> Please fuck off. Honestly, should I just buy Cuddle Up? Can I hire a lawyer and just buy it? When it comes to internet users being encouraged to create accounts on Cuddle websites, I'm sure a lot of you are thinking, well, if I want more clients on these websites, then the companies that host these websites should just do more Facebook ads, do more Google ads. But my question to y'all is, what can people who are not the Cuddle Company staff do to direct traffic to these websites and hopefully catalyze more clients creating profiles? I really don't want to market in the direction of, are you exorbitantly lonely? I don't think that's a good marketing tactic. I think that would encourage more folks outside of the cuddle industry to look down on it. I'm gonna warn y'all, if you use TikTok and you go through the hashtag professional cuddling, the results are a nightmare. It's so many exploitative, scummy accounts, mainly encouraging people to create provider accounts on Cuddle Comfort. And I have commented on some of these TikToks, which I'm sure a lot of the listeners are like, Felicity, why are you doing that? You're just giving them more attention. And to them, any and all attention is good attention. I'm well aware that's how some people think. And I can promise you that not every single comment I left was, how do I put it? Not every comment was matching their energy. When I left comments on these TikToks, I resisted the urge to just slander the uploader. In fact, I completely ignore them, which is a flex. I was talking directly to the audience and not the creator. I did do my best to cater my responses. I wasn't like copying 
copying and pasting the same message, check out my podcast. I can read a room. I know when some people are genuinely asking a question and are willing to listen to honest responses. But it's so weird when people who follow exploitative side hustle social media accounts try to tell me I'm not the loser you think I am. In fact, I am not broke. I've been broke before. So I recognize when people are broke. If you are religiously following people who have no idea what they're talking about, but they're promising you that you will make a lot of money if you follow their instructions, then your ass is broke. I might lose some listeners for saying this, but the true crime side of the internet, especially true crime podcast fans, not just the creators, but the fans are so desensitized to women, especially marginalized women being murdered. To spare you the eye bleeding, if you read the comment section for a lot of these quote-unquote professional cuddling TikToks, it's just a lot of people laughing at. It's basically diet dead hooker jokes. I think whoever is listening to my podcast has common sense. If you don't, if you make diet dead hooker jokes or dead hooker jokes, you are not worthy of procreation. You need to apologize to your mother for fucking up the life she has blessed you with. And all of this cyberbullying on my TikTok happened within about 24 hours of the US Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. Thank goodness I can handle cyberbullying. Why should I feel sorry for myself? The people making dead professional cuddler jokes and mocking survival sex workers when there is way bigger problems. Why should I feel sorry for myself for being cyberbullied? At least I'm not someone who is blowing up an innocent stranger's mentions with diet dead hooker jokes when a UN violation of human rights was just legalized in one of the most, if not the most powerful country in the world. Why should I shed a tear over that? Needless to say, there are a plethora of other way more emergent things to shed tears over. My mother had more rights than me in America when she was my age. That's something worth crying over. So many things were already terrible within the US before the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And if you're outside of the US, that means that abortion is now not federally protected. It is up to the individual states in the US to decide whether or not abortion is legal. So I have seen on Reddit. I don't know about other parts of the internet, but I have seen on Reddit a lot of sex workers saying we got a protest online using our platforms. I'm seeing a lot of people say that they're just not going to cam on July 5th. I'm sure there's a decent amount of people who will not be webcamming on July 4th because it's a holiday, so a lot of people are going to spend the day with family. But I have been seeing more and more Reddit posts of people saying, let's technically open our cam rooms, but be off screen from July 3rd to July 5th. That is the protest idea. Maybe I'm misrepresenting this. Maybe I don't have all the details. If I am misrepresenting, please call me out. That's what I'm seeing. That aside, I think a lot of these webcam companies will end your live stream or maybe put your account on hold if you are off screen, even if your Logitech is technically turned on. I will acknowledge that there are protests happening right now all over the United States. I don't know what I'm going to do to protest around July 4th. That's Independence Day in America for everyone listening who does not know. I have been seeing some posts on Facebook from professional cuddlers saying that they're deeply upset by the overturning of Roe v. Wade and they refuse to see any anti-abortion cuddle clients. I totally support that. I would love for every pro cuddler who can afford to reject clients to proudly reject anti-abortion clients. But then that leaves us with those who do this out of survival. What about those people? I used to be that person. If there are any survival professional cuddlers who are listening to 
this and cannot reject clients, not just from July 3rd to July 5th, but in general, I would love to support them by just being their personal bodyguard during appointments. I hope we can arrange that. This is not how I wanted Pride Month to end. In 2015, I went to SF Pride and of course, the night before SF Pride, Obergefell v. Hodges passed, so wonderful. And for those of you who don't know, that was the Supreme Court case that made gay marriage legal throughout the entire US. Before I do my usual outro, in about 24 hours, I am going to undergo surgery. I got my birth control in 2017, August. Well, it is June as I speak. I decided I'm going to get this thing removed two months in advance because I don't know what's going to happen within the next couple of days, months, and years. So I'm gonna get my same birth control put in. It's gonna last for five years. I deleted my period tracking app months and months ago because for some strange reason, it just would not let me sign in. I don't have any interest in downloading an anonymous period tracking app or fertility tracking app. I don't care if it's encrypted. I'm just not interested. I'm sending virtual hugs to anyone who needs it right now. And with all that being said, thank you so much for listening. Please rate and positively review Pro Cuddle Hustle. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like most podcast platforms that allow for ratings and reviews don't give you that privilege on desktop. You must review using mobile apps. That's annoying because I watched a YouTube video about how to leave a podcast review on Stitcher. The uploader said you must go to the settings tab on the internet browser on your phone, select desktop version, and then you can leave a review on Stitcher using your smartphone. I wish leaving ratings and reviews were so much easier. Only nine out of every 100 of my listeners listen to PCH on a desktop. So shout out to that 9% of my audience. To my knowledge, you can easily leave a review for PCH on desktop using Podchaser and Podcast Addict. I'm sadly not on iTunes, Pandora, Amazon Music, Podcast Guru, Radio Public, or Pocket Casts. According to my hosting site, Buzzsprout, I have to be on Apple Podcasts in order to also appear on Overcast, Castro, and Podfriend. They also said CastBox. PCH is on CastBox simultaneously without being on Apple Podcasts, so I will not take everything my hosting site says to heart. Thank you to everyone who is monetarily supporting me. Procuta Hustle is a passion project for me. Your patronage is not only supporting me, but the current and aspiring professional cuddlers who listen to Procuta Hustle. If you leave me a review, there is a chance that I will read it in a future episode. Please follow Procuta Hustle on all socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I don't have an official TikTok for PCH, but I do talk about Pro Cuddling a lot. My username on the clock app is Goddess Felicity underscore. I manage two different Facebook groups. One, Ask a Professional Cuddler, and two, Professional Cuddlers and SW Only. Please only join the latter if you are a pro cuddler or a sex worker. Please send me Uber gift cards. My email address is FelicityAzara at gmail.com. Same email address I use for booking requests. As always, I'm accepting new clients. Feel free to book me if you've never met me before. Screening and deposits are mandatory. COVID vaccination and a negative COVID test are required. Longer bookings will be prioritized. Please send me suggestions for podcasts you think I should be an interview guest on. I've only been an interview guest on two different podcasts. One was stripped by Sia and the other one is Candy Girl Pod. My podcast episode before this is titled Professional Cuddling in Seattle and the United Kingdom. If there are any other cities that you want me to cover and you have helpful links for me to comb through, please send them my way. I'm currently gathering websites that have to do with professional cuddling in San Francisco, where I currently reside.
aside, friendly reminder that I never have sponsors on this podcast. I refuse to accept corporate money and it's going to stay that way. 95% of what is on my Patreon is completely free to read. And for every single episode, I upload an outline. I cite my sources so I remain a reliable, reputable figure. I also upload patron exclusive episodes to Patreon and some of them are longer than my public podcast episodes. And starting in April, I believe, of this year, my significant other would guest speak on the patron exclusive episodes. We often talk about the movies and TV shows that we're watching. It's a fun time. You have been listening to episode 20 of Pro Cuddle Hustle podcast hosted by Felicity Azaro.